0: There are many others who were officially were killed, but there are also many others who have been uh, involved in incidents which led to them being disabled and uh, have not received any form of uh, benefit, which would ensure that uh, they can sustain their lives beyond uh, being able to work within the SAPS. Mm-hmm. So that is part of our contention that if you are to have a commemoration. Uh, you need to actually ensure that uh, uh, the families of these uh, police officers get some form of benefits, which would ensure that uh, their kids, uh, especially because the current, uh, well, most of the police officers who are killed are young officers who are trying to establish families, and whenever they are killed, uh, it becomes very difficult for their families to sustain themselves, mm. which is not ideal. Yeah, yes. so they are currently getting. A death grant of two hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. uh, rand, and that we believe is not enough. That is why we are not just complaining, though We are suggesting that uh, they should also, on top of this uh, uh, death grant, be uh, well uh, a, a death insurance, which would ensure well a danger insurance, which would ensure that immediately when you become an officer, there's some funds which are contributed by both yourself and the employer so that in cases where you lose your life, uh, at least there would have been more uh, funds to ensure ensure that the families are sustained.
1: Now, that's the way forward. But why do you think, Mr. Mamabolo, this trend of police killings have been taking place unabated?
0: It's it's quite clear that uh, the police do not have sufficient resources and they become vulnerable. Uh, That is why you would have uh, a lot of attacks, even on police stations, where firearms would be stolen. Uh, they, they will, criminals do know that uh, due to the limited capacity of police in the police stations, it's quite easy to attack them. So it's a question of numbers. Uh, if you consider the staff complement of the SAPS for the past five years, we had uh, around 190,000. And uh, the SEDN is currently standing at uh, 150000 And when you when you look at it closer, you find that uh, about 40% of those are office-based. So they're based at provincial and national offices. Whereas uh, crime is happening in police well on the ground, that, uh, that's why you need to have more people. And again, you know, uh, in most cases you find that Within these police stations, there are vehicles. Even though there are vehicles, they have not been serviced. And at any given time, you go to a police station, especially in uh, underprivileged areas, you find that there are probably less than five people on night duty. So Mm. you cannot expect them to be everywhere at the same time. They normally serve communities of around uh, 30,000 to 50,000. So those are the challenges. So So there's uneven allocation of resources in uh, affluent areas stations, of course, have got better resources, but in our townships and uh, rural areas, the quality of uh, resources to save these communities are quite bad. Mm.
1: So, so there's a problem with human resource, but we have a huge contingent of unemployed youth in this country. Why is there not per, perhaps a drive by the SAPS to include these unemployed youth into the service?
0: No, so it's quite important that we build the relationships with uh, communities uh, and ensure that uh, there are some sort of... Well, will, will. forums, for example, policing forums. Uh, but it has been obviously difficult to actually uh, put the ideas into practice as well. Uh, it's something that we've obviously been looking into. We think that uh, we need to revisit the idea of community policing forums. But I think if you... Uh, consider the fact that uh, when these uh, programs of community policing forums was introduced some years back, we also had problems where they become uh, where they become uh, uh, well, uh, powers unto themselves, where they would uh, sometimes actually abuse the powers that they had. You know, so, so it's something that needs to be reviewed and remodeled.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, briefly, you also believe that the, a policing in Darba will minimise the incidence of police killings. But uh, you indicated that your uh, your calls for this in Darba has been ignored. Why?
0: Yes, we've we've been calling for a policing in Darba for the past uh, two years, uh, even before COVID, because of the number of police killings which had been happening. Uh, unfortunately, yesterday you had a lot of speeches where uh, they claimed that. They there have been some discussions and all those things. We have never heard of them, and of course we do participate within bargaining councils. So 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 uh, people are just making out statements which create an impression that uh, all is well, we well, are doing very well. But in reality, that is not the case. You know. So so the policy endeavour is actually a meant was well, actually well the idea was actually meant to ensure that. All stakeholders come together, including specifically communities. And then we have a discussion around how we can actually restart uh, uh, and and find ways to actually work together in ensuring that we all have a role in uh, fighting crime in the country. That has not happened as yet.